King's Kaleidoscope, they've got some pretty sweet music that has come out recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a hundred members in their band, too. They're just like... <laughs> it's like the Christian Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> it really is. It's just, it's just like, go! <laughs> when, when, when we hear something like King's Kaleidoscope, and we were talking yesterday that It Is Well from Christine DeMarco came out in a radio version yesterday, but we've been playing It Is Well in the full version, in the full anointed version mm-hmm. for months and months and months. I, I know we're talking about the, the feasts, but can you just share a little bit about how this music that people hear on Victory 91.5 is so different? Well, you know, it's neat. I just added, let's see, 50 or 60 songs for the last couple of days. We've got 25 more to go today. And, you know, what we do is we actually invest. When you invest in us, we're investing in music. We're not waiting for a record company to send us music. We go through, listen to the album, and if you run into a great album, we're going to play that whole album mm-hmm. over over the course of the year yep. because it's anointed. And so we're looking for anointed music, something God's got his hand on that he's got a mission. You know, in other words, it's it's all part of this the whole shadow concept that you just think it's just nice music. It's just Christian music. But no, it, it draws you into his mm-hmm. presence. And so that's what we're interested in is, is music that will draw you into his presence so you encounter God. It's not just background or any or fluff. This really is all about encountering Christ. This is a special edition of Study Your Spouse Thursday. As Leanna often says, put on your swimmies. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're going into the deep end of Get the field. Get on. <laughs> the deep end of the pool. Ray has been praying over this for weeks and weeks. It's kept you up at night. I know it has. Oh, goodness, yeah. God's woken me up a few times with it, yes. <laughs> and uh, unpacking Passover and Easter and Good Friday. You know, and maybe Ray can expand on this, too. Again, growing up in church, you in a certain type church, I've never heard about the the Jewish heritage. And sometimes we can categorize it as if that's not really for us Gentiles. We were grafted in, but that's not really what we should do. Mm-hmm. And God has completely changed my heart on that concept because it was what God established for his people. Yep. And yes, we are grafted in, but guess what? We are now his people. So that doesn't negate what God established. How unbelievable is Israel going to be this year? Wow. <laughs> when when we go, having heard this. Mm-hmm. I can't get the quote just right, but someone, I remember, if you don't study history, you are cursed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the same as this. Mm-hmm. That's why Satan would love for you to get off of the Old Testament, because it's your history. Mm-hmm. It's the whole book. So it tells the story. And you don't want to have to go back through these, you know, getting stuck in stupid is one, but just getting in rotation is stupid. <laughs> right. That's worse. He's given us the examples, the ones kind of yeah. not not to follow, but that he can still redeem. <laughs> so we're talking about shadows. We have two days here. Today and tomorrow we're talking Passover. Today we're focusing on the bride aspect of it because it's part of the Passover symbolism that a lot of people miss. And so I didn't want you to miss that mm-hmm. because it's so beautiful. But as you said get your swimmies because this next section it is this is heady stuff because you're looking at a shadow of a shadow which is like wait for it (laughs) um so we're going we're back at creation all right so what's going on because remember you have two two realms if you have eternity Mm -hmm. god's over there but he's making this where we live which seems like it's real but this isn't really because it's just temporary so that already is kind of heady but he's also doing two things right so whatever he does on the earth 
is a picture of what he's doing in eternity. So mm -hmm. that's your double shadow. So whatever is here, it's actually pointing to what's going on up there and what he's doing at the same time. It's like synchronized swimming mm -hmm. in two realms. Mm -hmm. Is that confusing enough for you? No, I, I, that's, I, that's I, good. I, I, that's I actually clear. got that. Okay. <laughs> 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 Who'd have thought that one would have worked? Huh? <laughs> All right. So, you know, the first five days of creation, God looks and says, it's good. Mm -hmm. But when he, after he makes man, and he looks over everything, he said, it was very good. So I want you to think about that word good. All right, so remember, there's no sin, right? So there's no good and bad. Mm -hmm. So good isn't about the opposite of being bad, because there's bad doesn't exist. Good, the word is tove, T-O-V-E, and it means pleasant. Hmm. All right, so it was pleasant. It was very pleasant. So what's going on here isn't is an undoing of bad or mm -hmm. dealing with that issue. Right. It's all about God creating something for a reason. It has to do with pleasure. Even the word Eden means pleasure. Uh, the modern day, sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you respond and say, eh, sweet. And God said, it was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you have God in Genesis 1, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, right? And then God says, chapter 2, it's not good. Boom. To be alone. That's right. It's not good. And what does the good mean? It's not pleasant. Mm -hmm. It's not pleasant for the man to be alone. Mm -hmm. He's looking at the guy and going, this ain't going to be good for you. Harmonic. In, in Yes. It's not harmonic. Yeah, right. I'm going to make a helper suitable yeah. for him. So, and then jump a couple verses. So the man gave name to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So you got two things going on because we've already looked at the bride thing. So God is creating man on the earth. And he's showing you what he's doing behind the scenes in heaven at the same thing, at the same time. So it looks like this. He's creating a man. Then he's going to take his rib, create a suitable helper woman. Mm -hmm. But what he's really doing, God is making a bride specifically for Jesus. Mm. So two realms, same story mm -hmm. going on. This mm -hmm. is your double shadow. Okay. There's no one suitable for Adam because there's no one suitable for God. God's helper has to be created. And you're going to see this certain similarity here. Eve comes from a rib. Adam is made alive by a breath from God. All right. Take a look there. God doesn't breathe. He doesn't have lungs. It's a picture. Mm -hmm. It's a shadow. It's a mm -hmm. picture of the rib coming from Adam. All right? Mm -hmm. So you just, you're looking in two realms there. So in Genesis 1, we see God creating things, and now we see why. God can't make another God to be his helper because he's God. God doesn't come, gods don't come into being. There's only one God. And so he can't make another God. It can't be, he can't do it. So he, it's not a, it's not a weakness on his part. It's just, it's an impossibility. God is. You can't make one. So on the surface, creation and the fall of man look pretty tragic. But behind the scenes in eternity, all is well. <clears throat> he wants to be closer to his creation than a father can be. His plan all along is to be a husband. Mm -hmm. So you see sin and death introduced. Mm -hmm. Sounds really big, but God has a bigger plan. He was slain from the foundation before sin. Sin didn't affect his plan. It's going to require everything out of him and everything out of them. By that, I mean their very lives. And you're going to watch how that kind of happens. See, parenting doesn't require death. Seriously, I know sometimes it feels like that. But parenting <laughs> doesn't require death. Uh, parents <laughs> don't typically die giving birth. That's a tragedy, right? But marriage, and this is for y'all, marriage requires two becoming one. 
both die to themselves. Mm. Remember that. Mm. That's your picture. Now, we already know the ending. Jesus comes, dies on the cross, so that our sin is removed forever. We become one with him. But, listen, now this, when you read the last section of John, it's the conversations at Passover. The very last supper, that last Passover, chapters of it are just their conversation. So, you think, this is heady. Check out the conversation at Passover with Jesus. My prayer, and this is John 17, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And he's talking about us, basically. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. That's huge. That's, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be one, connected, in the same way the Father and the Son are connected. Whoa. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. He's making a huge statement here. Mm -hmm. So that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them, even as you've loved me. And I don't know how many times you could wrap your mind around that, the, the reality that what Jesus died on the cross, he made us one with him. Mm -hmm. That you're now connected to God in a way that's absolutely impossible. Only God could do. Mm -hmm. And so that's why... I want you to remind you what I said earlier, this whole bride of Christ thing. It's not, it's not, it's not about women and, and men in that sense. Women are part of mankind. Man is part of the bride, okay? It's not about gender. It's about this role in relationship. It's about becoming one. And, you know, God is the guy in the relationship. And all rebellion has its roots in rejecting, submitting to God. Mm. That's basically the, the bottom line. That's why it is a special Study Your Spouse Thursday. And I'm glad you used the synchronized swimming reference earlier because I was sitting there thinking, I'm not that strong a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right pool to be in. <laughs> and, and again, we are recording all of this and it'll be posted before the end of this morning's Risenstein along with Ray's Notes. Victory 91.5.